Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Arise with Amber. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for coming and finding this small little part of the internet. Thank you for coming to this podcast. I don't know if you've been here for a long time or if this is your first time, but you are welcome here. And I hope that something that I say will encourage you to want to know the Lord and to know that you have purpose and He has a plan and whatever you're facing right now is not going to last forever that no matter what life brings your way, that you can arise. That's my goal here is to just be an encourager and to share the light of Jesus with you. So today I want to talk about friendships and the power that is in our friendships and who and what type of friend God calls us to be. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and we will get started. Jesus, thank you, God, for the gift of another day. Thank you that you keep us on the narrow path. Lord, keep us on the narrow path. Search our hearts for anything that doesn't bring you glory. Convict us, change us, mold us, shape us, prune us into who you want us to be, God. I pray that somebody hears a word from you, Lord. Help us to be the friend that others need, the friend that people can call on, the friend that people can trust, the friend that leads other people to Christ. Lord, do that for us. And, and bring those people that will do that in return into our lives, God. Help us to go out into all the world and be those lights for others. I pray that somebody hears a word from you today, God. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you for the ultimate friend in Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, this week, friendship I say this week, it's been a while that friendship has really been on my heart. And I think it's because it's coming from a place of feeling like I'm failing a little bit in my friendships. I feel uh, like this season has just been crazy and chaotic. And I feel like all of my friends are feeling that way. And I feel like we all kind of feel like we're failing each other. And, and maybe it's just this season of life and motherhood. I don't know. But I feel like I haven't been the best friend that I could be for people that are walking this road with me, walking, walking through life with me. And so it's just heavy on my heart. And I I just want to be that deep biblical soul sister in Christ to walk alongside my friends. And and I want to encourage you guys to do the same. So I want to talk about biblical friendships today. I want to talk about lasting biblical friendships. And this is true deep, connected relationships that do life together. Not just the surface level stuff, not just going out partying and getting drunk and and doing all the worldly things. I'm talking about getting into the nitty gritty of life, the hard things of motherhood, the hard things of marriage, the hard things of troubles in relationships, the hard things with, with our kids, all of these things. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. I'm talking about getting into those types of friendships where you guys can go to battle together, where you're arm in arm, walking each other home, those types of relationships. So do you have those in your life? Who is in your friend circle? Who is around you? Who are you walking with? Are you guys drawing each other nearer to Christ or are you guys pulling each other down and keeping each other in sin and darkness? Because I want to call you up and out right now if that is you. We were not meant to to do life alone. God has created us for community. He has created us to walk together arm in arm. He has created us to build one another up. 
And he has always been in, in relationship and always been in community. We learn that in Genesis. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were always one. And then God walked with Adam in the garden. They were together. And then the one thing that God saw that was not good was that man was alone. So he created Eve. And from then they multiplied and, and so many beautiful friendships throughout scripture that you can read about and beautiful friendships. We get to learn and we get to see, we get this book, this love letter from God that we can go to for anything that we're going through in our life. And I just think it's such a blessing to have. And, and we can go to it even about friendships that God loves us so much that he puts friendships in there and how to love one another and how we can serve one another and, and how he calls us to be a friend to others and how he warns us about certain friendships that are not good. So, you know, Jesus even had his disciples, but he still had those few friends that were closer than the others. And that's what we all have. We can't be friends with everyone. We just don't have the, the space, the capacity to be friends with everyone. We can be friendly with everyone, but we need those few friends that walk through the fire with us, that weep with us when we weep, that rejoice with us when we rejoice, that we can walk through life with them, that we can serve. So that's what I want to talk about today. Sadly, because of the fall, relationships are, they're hard and they're stained, you know, they're damaged and complicated. And we are sinful, selfish, prideful creatures. And so we don't always understand each other. We don't always have grace for each other. We don't always give each other the benefit of the doubt. We don't always love each other the way that we should. We get jealous. We get easily offended. We take more than we can give. And I know that my sinful heart has done or felt one or more of these things in a lot of relationships in my life. But I'm well aware now that this is spiritual warfare and the enemy wants nothing more than to separate you from people. The enemy wants to keep you isolated. He doesn't want you in relationship with others. He doesn't want you in relationship with Christ. So he will do everything he can to attack the relationships in your life. So we have to know that going into these relationships, we have to draw nearer to Christ so that we can, can put on the armor of God and have the mind of Christ to have grace and forgiveness for others and to want to serve others, to to die to ourselves so that we can be servant-hearted towards others and count others more important than ourselves. You know, since we lost Riv, I, I, we've had the opportunity to connect with a lot of other people who have been suffering and who are going through pain or loss of a child or seasons of grief. And I'm grateful for that opportunity. And I, I'm so thankful that we were comforted in such a way that we can now comfort others. But I've also noticed I, I'm kind of spreading myself too thin a little bit that I am trying to be there for so many people that I am falling short of being there for the immediate initial circle that God has placed in my life. You know, my my core group of amazing, faithful friends that I have in my life who are walking through the fire with me and, and who I'm walking through the fire with them. So this has been a, a balanced period in my life. And I'm sure you might, you know, feel that sometimes too of the balance of, am I being there enough? Am I being there too much? Am I failing here? Am I failing there? So I think that's why friendship has been so heavy on my heart because I want to be a better friend. I want to be that friend that God calls me to be. And I also want to know how to balance, <laughs> how to balance um, the friendships in my life. 
and, and serve people well, the best that I can to my ability. So friendships um, can infinitely bless us. They can bring us so much joy. And friendships are such a treasure. I have some incredible women in my life, my, my soul sisters in Christ, who, who I do life with. And my friendships look so much different than they did before I was a believer. You know, I, I had such surface-level friendships back when I wasn't following the Lord. I was so sinful and living of the world. And I would say that they were my best friends, but that was because we just went out partying together and, and had fun. <laughs> That, but that wasn't deep, soul-building relationships. We didn't, we didn't really truly get to know the heart of each other. We didn't walk through the hard things of life. We avoided them, really. So my relationships now with my friends are such a treasure to me. And I'm, I'm so thankful for the women that God has placed in my life. And I want to I grow those relationships. And I want to I build on those. And I want to encourage you to do the same. So I want to talk about today how scripture speaks of friendships and how friends, the friends that we need to be doing life with and how we can be better about being those friends for others. So as I said, friendships can infinitely bless us or they can hurt us. The Bible warns us of being smart in who we do life with. The Bible warns us in being wise about who we let get close to us. So friends can either draw us nearer to Christ or they can draw us deeper into sin and and keep us and pull us away from Christ. So I'm sure you've heard it said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And like I said, when I talked about the story of my past, that that is true. You become the average of the like five people you hang out with. That's some some study says that you become the average of the main five people that you hang around. So who are the people that you're hanging around with? Are you guys sinning together, going out and just sinning and living of the world together? Or are you building each other up? Are you encouraging each other? Are you, are you drawing each other nearer to Christ? I want you to think about that. Are you challenging one another? Are you supporting each other? Are you serving each other? Are you the one that they can call, that they know that they can count on in a time of need? Do you have people that you can reach out to and count on in times of need? Do you have people that will pray with you? Do you have people that will pray for you? I'm not just talking about someone that you can call if your boyfriend breaks up with you and they'll just take you out and get you wasted. I'm talking about someone that will come over and speak life into you and tell you not to drink and encourage you to get up off the couch and, and tell you who you are in Christ and that you will make it through the season. I'm talking about those types of people who will build you up and call you up and out. The Bible warns us, Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Or Proverbs 12.26, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. His word says in Proverbs 27.17, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And this is one of my good friend's favorites. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. And that's Proverbs 17, 17. That's one of, that's kind of, I guess, her verse for a lot of life. Um, And it's so true. A friend loves at all times. A true friend loves at all times through every season. But a brother, a sister is born for a a, a time of adversity. Do you have those brothers and sisters who are with you in the trenches, 
when adversity strikes? Do you have those people when you lose someone dear in your life that mourn with you, that weep with you? Do you also have those people who rejoice with you, who are excited when something good happens in your life, who build you up, who encourage you, who celebrate you? Do you have people that celebrate you when good things happen? Friends are so important, but like I said, it's not just surface level friends to go have fun with. It is people that you can build relationships with, lifelong relationships that you can do life with. We are in a spiritual war every single day, and we need to surround ourselves with those types of people. The writer in Hebrews says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, all the more as you see the day drawing near. Biblical friends encourage one another. They meet together for fellowship. They pray together. They pray for each other. They go deeper. They're not just, like I said, water skiing, talking about the weather. They're scuba diving. We are in the nitty-gritty parts of life. We are in the hard parts of marriage, the hard parts of motherhood. We are in not only the joy but the pain. We go deep. They are compassionate with each other. They weep with each other. They rejoice with each other, as I said, at Galatians 6.2. They carry each other's burdens. We carry each other's burdens because we weren't meant to carry it alone. The Bible tells us to carry each other's burdens because we weren't meant to do it alone. We were meant for relationship. God commands us to help to carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Friends aren't jealous when, when good things happen to the other. They're excited. They celebrate. They forgive when things happen. They forgive when things arise. They don't hold grudges against each other. And that's something I've had to grow through um, in my relationships is not holding grudges and, and forgiving, forgiving because Christ has forgiven me of so much, so much that I do not deserve to be forgiven for. So I have grown in grace to forgive others quickly, much quicker than I used to. Biblical friends speak life into a situation where it may seem like the enemy has a hold of it and there is only death. We rebuke it and we speak the name of Jesus in this situation. We remind each other of our worth in Christ and remind each other that this marriage can be redeemed. The enemy is a liar and God is good and you are going to make it through this season. There is light at the end. You are going to make it through this season. This is just a little valley and you are going to make it. Do not give up. Get up out of that bed. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your child. Fight for your job. Any of these things, we are walking with you. We are not going to allow you to stay stuck. We're going to call you up and out into who God says that you are and remind you that there is suffering in this world. We are all going to suffer. Jesus says that. But after you have suffered a little while, God himself will restore and redeem you. Believers hold each other accountable. We check in with each other. We challenge each other with the truth. We confess things to each other. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. They are honest and vulnerable. 
they ask for help and accept it when it's offered. And I need to remind you, I'm saying all of these things as a work in progress because I need help with all of these things too. But this is how we should love each other. This is how we're called to be a friend to each other. And this is how I want to be. This is, the, this is the type of friend that I want to be for somebody else. Friendships are also a give and take. It's, it's not just one person taking, taking, taking. It's not just one person giving, giving, giving. Relationships give and receive. It's, it's reciprocated. And friendships should be life-giving. Friendships are, can be such a blessing. They shouldn't be life-sucking. If it's sucking the energy out of you, if friendships are becoming toxic, there's a problem. There's a problem. And we should be cultivating the type of friendships that are life-giving. We need to be seeking Christ above all else first so that we can be a better friend to somebody else. So some ways that we can be better friends for each other, and I'm working on all of these, is to ask good questions. Be a good listener. I'm really working on trying to ask better questions. And it can be something so simple as, how's your family? But be a good listener. Listen to what they're saying and then ask them about it a couple days later. Let them know that you were listening and that you cared about the situation. Ask them how you can pray for them. That's a big one. Ask, how can I pray for you? Ask, what is God showing you in your life right now? What is God teaching you? I love asking that one. Many times I'll ask, how's your heart? How's your heart? Because a lot of times after Riv, people would say, well, how are you doing? Or are you okay? Or how, how's your day? And how's my heart was better. That's what Granger and I started asking each other. Because when somebody says, how are you? That's, it's hard to answer. How are you? Especially when you're going through grief and pain. But I can, I can answer, how's my heart? So I like to ask people, how's your heart today? I know what you're, I know how you are. You're going through suffering, you're going through pain, but how's your heart today? How are you feeling right now? Another way we can, we can be a better friend is to check in with each other often. Send a text, send a card, send a gift. I actually have an alarm on my phone that says, reach out, be intentional. Because I want to make sure that I am being intentional, reaching out in the busy, busy stuff that all of us have with our kids and our husbands and work and all the things I want to be intentional with at least one person a day. I try to obviously be, in, be intentional with many more people, but that alarm's on my phone just in case the day gets away from me. Be honest with each other. Be vulnerable. We try to be so, I think so many of us try to be so strong and we try to hide and try to act like we can do it all. And, and I've, I've really tried to just be honest now when people say, well, how are you? I'll say, I had a really hard day today or I'm tired today or I need help with this. And it helps me when people say that back because I don't know how to be there for somebody if they just say, I'm good, we're good, everything's fine. I don't know how to be, be there for, for them and, and I don't know how to pray for them if they're not open and honest with me about what they need or if they're really struggling. We can speak life into them, remind them what God's word says, what his promises say, that the enemy is a liar. You can invite them to church and you can keep inviting them until they show up. <laughs> There's so many people that I've invited over and over and over, and I will keep inviting them because eventually they will come, and I just want to be with them in fellowship. So just just keep encouraging them because so many people invited me for so many years, and I never went. I made excuses, um, but they were so kind to keep to keep doing it, and it meant a lot. And I actually texted one of my friends many years later and just said, you know, you have no idea what that did because it showed that you cared about my soul. 
you know, you cared about not just me as a friend, but you cared about my soul. You cared about my spirit. You cared about my, my well-being. And that means so much. That meant so much to me. So I texted her years later and told her that. Romans 12, 13 says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. So practice hospitality. That's something that's just, just something so simple. It's just sharing what you have. Sharing what you have could be anything. Could be a ride somewhere. Could be food that you have. Could be your finances. Could be your skills of babysitting. Just share what you have with, with people that are close to you. One of the most important, I don't know why I put it down on the list, but pray. Just pray for them. Pray over them. Pray with them. Pray all the time. The prayer of a righteous person. God hears our prayers. And prayer is so powerful and so important. And and one of the best things we can do for our friends is pray. Is pray for their situations. Pray for their family. Pray for their hearts. Be intentional because it takes work. And I'm really working on being intentional and I'm challenged by wonderful friends every single day who make it a point to call or text or try to schedule to meet. So be intentional. You're going to have to make an effort. Sometimes you're going to have to be the first one to set something up. You can't always wait for it to happen. You can't always wait for someone to reach out to you. You're going to have to pick up the phone sometimes and initiate. We can ask for forgiveness that I've done a lot is if we feel like we've neglected a friend, not purposely, but just apologize and seek forgiveness. I had a friend reach out recently and, and she felt neglected and, and felt that I didn't value her friendship as much as she valued mine. And that like broke my heart. And I think that's part of the reason I feel like I'm coming from a place of feeling like I'm failing is because she's one of my best friends and I've obviously neglected her in some way. And I, and I, I feel terrible for that. So I, I said, I'm so sorry will you please, you know, please forgive me. And I, I want to try to be better and I will be intentional and I'll try to make, I'll try to make better time. And I think sometimes we think that those relationships will always be there. So we don't work as hard at them. Um, and that's wrong. That's wrong. And I messed up. And so I just asked for forgiveness there. Um, be grateful. Be grateful for those friends that God has placed in your life. If you have a good circle around you, be thankful and also tell them, send them a text, write them a card, say, I am so thankful for the blessing that you are in my life, what you've done for me or my family or, you know, just your presence, just your words, just your prayers. I'm so grateful for a friend like you. I'm so thankful that I get to walk through this life with you. So I want to challenge you to do that with anybody in your life this week. I know I'm sure you're thinking of one person right now. Let them know how much they mean to you and how grateful you are that God has placed them in your life. And Thank them for showing up and for caring and for loving on your family the way that they do. Send them flowers or send them cookies or, or anything. Some of the deepest friendships are ones that you've walked through some deep suffering with or deep pain. And, and they've seen lots of intentionality poured into them because it does take sacrifice. It does take time. It does take energy to foster and build relationships and friendships that keep going and stand the test of time. I love in Acts reading about the apostles together and all the things that they did with one another. And those are the things that we need to be doing with those that are so near to us. So I just wanted to read a couple of verses. Uh, it's two verses in Acts and one in Ecclesiastes. It says in Acts 2, 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 
everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I mean, I could have just done the arise on that one verse. <laughs> Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, breaking bread and, and being in prayer together. Everyone was filled with awe at the wonders. They sold their property to help each other out. They broke bread in their homes together with glad and sincere hearts, and they praised God, enjoying the favor of all the people. That's what we should be doing. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. We need to be doing all of those things together. Acts 4.32 says, And the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them. All that were there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. I love that it says all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of the possessions were their own. They all shared everything that they had. I think that's just so beautiful, and that's how we need to be as well. Lastly, in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. God has designed us for friendships. God has designed us for relationships. We're called to be in relationship with one another. We're called to be the good friends that God is calling us to be, to walk through life and have fellowship and prayer and communion together. There's a story in Luke 5 about a paralytic man and his friends, and they bring him, they, they lift him up and carry him and, and lower him through the roof because they can't get to Jesus. They lower him through the roof to get him to Jesus' feet. It says, And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven. When he saw their faith, when he saw the faith of the man's friends, he said, your sins are forgiven. Get you the kind of friends who will pick you up and carry you and lift you up down through a roof to be healed at the feet of Jesus. Those are the type of friends that you need. The friends that when Jesus sees their faith, he heals you. Those friends that are praying for you when you don't even know it, that are praying at night on their knees for you, those are your friends. Those are the deep friends that you need. Lastly, if you feel like you don't have any friends like this, if you, if you feel like you're so alone, either by, by want, maybe you, you don't, maybe you don't want friends. Maybe you, you're happy doing life alone, or you just feel like you don't have anyone around you. I want to encourage you to step out in faith and to 
join a local church or join a small group or or find a Bible study. And I know it might feel uncomfortable and you might feel very strange for a while stepping out in faith. But I want to encourage you to do that because you need relationship. You need friendships. You need people to lift you up. And you need to be an encourager to others as well. God is calling you to do that. You aren't meant to live alone. You don't have to do it alone. There are people out there and God has them for you. The enemy wants nothing more than to keep you isolated, but the enemy is a liar and God has friends out there for you. God has friends out there for you. Friendships can refresh the soul and bring joy to the heart. So please step out in faith. Make the first move. It might feel weird. You're going to have to be the one maybe to initiate it at first. Walk into a church, sit down next to somebody and ask them their name. Just start there. Just start there. And I promise beautiful things will happen. Remember, guys, that we have the ultimate friend in Jesus. We have the ultimate friend in Jesus. He is so much more than our friend. He is so much more than our friend, but he is our friend. He calls us friends. He's the one who will never leave us. He's the one that will never forsake us. Our our earthly friends will let us down, but Jesus will not. And he will teach us how to be that friend to others, how we can forgive others and walk with others through life. He's the friend that we don't deserve, but the friend that every single one of us needs you are chosen. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Seek God above all else. He loves you. He has a plan for your life. You have purpose and he has a plan. Thank you guys. I love you. You can find me over on Instagram at Amber Emily Smith. You can go to the website arisewithamber.com or you can email me arisewithamber at gmail.com. I appreciate you. I will see you guys next time. Bye.